Hey, Revelation Wellness, thanks for being here and pressing play on this episode. We've got such a great episode today with author, speaker, and pastor Faith Yuri Cho. She and Elisa are talking all about the wilderness season and how you can experience friendship with God even there. This one will leave you loving Jesus even more as you hear Faith's journey and her heart for pursuing friendship with God. And here's something fun for our listeners. We're partnering with Faith to bring you a fantastic book bundle giveaway. All you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts by December 7th, and you'll be entered for a chance to win Faith's new book, along with a copy of The Body Revelation and The Move in Love Journal. What better way to start 2024? As always, thanks for being here. Be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get going. Revelation Wellness Community, I'm super excited to be sitting here today with Faith Yuri Cho. Did I say that right? Faith Yuri Cho. I, if I can just say Faith Cho. Yes. Oh, well, it's Faith Yuri Cho. Yuri's my middle name. So I... Yuri's your middle name. What is yes. it uh, named after? Uh, well, it's just my Korean name, and I like to hold on to it because uh, Cho is my it. married name. So, so double down. Yes. So I like to hold on to what I was born with. So that's why I have it. Yeah. Y'all, Faith has written. Have you written many books? I know no. we're going to talk about your. This is this your first book? This is my debut book. No way. Yes. Wow. Uh, your yes. voice is so prominent and mm. and influential that I would thought you'd have written many books by now. Oh, wow. I'm so honored to hear that. <laughs> Y'all, she has written a book called Experience in Friendship with God, How the Wilderness Draws Us to His Presence. And it just released. So she, you're, you're, how's, how's it gone? How's it been? I'm so blessed. Um, but like I said before, I'm like a deer in headlights right now. Yeah. I'm, uh, I was just, all the things are so new. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm just so grateful because it's been a long time coming. Yes. Has it, how, how did the writing process go for you? Well, it started 20 years ago. And Man. yes, I mean, when I was 17 years old and the Lord um, just revealed to me that I'm going to be writing books. I mean, you would think that after you sense something from the Lord, a calling like that, that it'll just happen right away. But he just kind of led me into this journey of walking with his presence for 20 years and all the things that have wow. been accrued for this book was during those 20 years. And it was actually the pandemic and my experience of church planting and raising a family of four children alongside my <laughs> pastoring husband. It was it was that journey that really instigated the book, like the need for the book. Um, right. The journey was 20 years. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I love it. And I hope that encourages someone who feels like you've missed your opportunity. It's oh, taken yes. too long. Mm -hmm. Like we, we want the Insta story, right? Oh, where absolutely. it happens, where this has been a 20 year process. So I'm so excited absolutely. for you. Okay. You. So why this book and why such for this generation right now? I feel that the wilderness journey is what justifies many to walk away from the church and to walk away from faith which are two separate things, but similar. But I feel like the the weight of pain, the disappointment, the disillusionment, all of that is reason and justification for us to say, you know what, Jesus, I've had enough. And I want to speak to the people that are walking in the wilderness that are just wondering what is the point of our faith journey? If everything that affirms 
our faith journey is not expressing itself in our current season, then what is the point? And it's addressing those that are wandering through the wilderness and living for the promised land to divert their attention to the actual purpose of the wilderness, which is not the promised land, but actually the presence of God. And if we live for the presence more than the promised land, that is when we experience and enjoy the gift of the gospel. Amen. Okay, let's yeah. let's let's break down wilderness because th- we have yes. listeners that probably go, I live in the city. I don't live. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not a lumberjack. Yes. Why don't you give some language for the listener around a wilderness? Absolutely. When I say wilderness, I'm not talking about that hike by the canyon that you could Instagram <laughs> right away. It's not glamping. Uh, the wilderness for the Israelites was um, a place where death happens. Yeah. You know, it was a place of pain, loss. It was a place where you find the end of yourself mm-hmm. um, on a physical level. It was a barren land. It was an inhospitable land mm-hmm. um, on a spiritual level. It's when you feel as though you are unfruitful, things are not moving, you are disappointed and you are faced with the mystery of balancing what you know of God and what you feel of God. Yes. You know, and you're in that tension. Wait, I, I thought God said that he's good, but yet why does he allow such terrible things to happen? And when you're in that, in that disillusionment, when you're in that disappointment and it's confusing, that's often what the wilderness looks like in our spiritual walk as well. So the wilderness could look like several things, but often it's the the disappointment, the pain, the the loss that makes us feel like we are wanderers. I love that. I love how wilderness, we tend to think lush or, yes. and, and even that, I mean, even a forest can be kind of, uh, what's the word, disorienting because just right. all you see are trees, but wilderness yeah. also can be that barren, dry mm-hmm. place. See, Faith, that's why I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I just I just <laughs> camp out in the wilderness because then everything there you <laughs> everything go. Else is a high mountaintop moment. <laughs> I'm used to the I'm used to the dry, barren places. Uh, there you go. So so for the person in the wilderness right now. Right. No, let me back it up. When where did you have your wilderness moment. I, I I was really attaching to the COVID moment. Like you guys mm. just talk about the right. moment. Like did you, you bought it, you or started a church. Right. COVID rolls into town. Oh Were yeah. Were you already in a wilderness season before that? Or did it then begin for you? Yeah. When people ask me, what was your wilderness season? My response is usually, well, which one? Um, right. There was so many, but I would say that particular one, I mean, we went in um, just so excited, full of dreams, full of hype, even passion. We had a team, we had a venue, we had a plan, we had a mission. And I didn't think this was possible, but all that disintegrated in one week during the pandemic season. Um, It was like the majority of the disintegration happened within the week. And then over the course of the next month, it was just like a full just catastrophic loss. And um, wait, wait, can I, can I press like loss of resources, people, life, everything. I would say um, the big ones was loss of building funds, community, people that we ran with for a decade, um, friendships, um, and even just 
getting four kids onto digital schooling, um, the loss of, yeah, you know, and I mean, luckily I praise the Lord that, um, that we didn't lose any close family members to physical Mm -hmm. COVID, but there were enough lost relationships where it felt like a death, you know? Um, and there was just a lot that happened under the duress of a global pandemic. And when you go through that and yet you're, you're in this endeavor, I mean, church planting takes your whole life. Right. And and you're in this endeavor where you need people and money, both Mm -hmm. of which we did not have. Wow. Right. And then you're in a situation where legally you're not allowed to gather. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, and there was just no win. Like if you don't gather, you lose. If you gather, you lose. Right. Mm. Um, and mm. so in that situation, <laughs> when people were saying things like, I'll be praying for you, I mean, I used to get really frustrated. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I love your prayers, but could you do something right. tangible to help? Exactly. And that is what made me really wrestle with this theology that I thought I knew, but I realized I didn't really know which was the theology that the presence of God is enough. Yeah. Like, is it true? Like, is what the Bible says, is it true? Did he really lead and feed a nation for 40 years? Is the presence mm. of God enough? Or is that just poetic euphemism that we're given on Sundays? You know, and in that situation when people were like, oh, God's with you. I mean, I had to really wrestle with that. Do I really believe that the presence of God is enough. And once I went through that journey, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that Mm -hmm. everyone must be convinced that he is. Like we're missing out on the power of the gospel. We're missing out on the full scope of redemption unless we are fully convinced that his presence is enough. You based this book loosely or, or refer to the Brother Lawrence classic Yes. Practice the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Was that a book you already were familiar with? Like you yes. grew in love with that book, but now you had to practice that book. Like how yes. does this book and your book correlate? Like yes. what did he teach you that then you're taking us into? Yeah. When I was first um, walking in my own journey of trying to befriend the presence of God, I remember this, what the, the, the practice of the presence of God by Brother Lawrence was the only book that really spoke into that in a way yeah. that I understood as a young yeah. believer. And, um, but the tension over time was wait, but I'm not a monk in a monastery and this is a different time. And so it's a, <laughs> I, I like to think that this is the modern day take on the practice of the presence of God. I, I really love that book's simplicity. I love that it was just, it was almost like, it was just a friendly guide, you know, and I wanted something simple. I wanted something. And I also wanted to create a book that I needed when I was trying to figure out how I was to navigate the mysteries of his presence in the modern day world with its modern day demands. So how did you tell me during that time, how did the presence of God become something you clung to practiced? Like, can you, walk a little bit uh, through your your lived experience of the presence in that time. Yes. I think a large part was being okay with the mystery of it. Like no one really warned me or prepared me Mm -hmm. in navigating the mystery of his presence 
Um, it's something that is not particularly um, unpacked uh, mm-hmm. because oftentimes you're just told, well, we'll just pray <laughs> and just pray a lot. Mm-hmm. And to that, I get it and I want to, but what happens when you can't feel him? Or yeah. what if you feel something and you just don't understand what it is? Yeah. And how come certain prayers get answered right away and certain prayers don't get answered in the way that I expect at all? Right. Mm-hmm. And how do I navigate those things? And I, I realize that um, in a world where we want a formula and a Lincoln bio to solve all our problems, how yeah. do I navigate the mystery of his presence? And in the beginning, when I was a younger believer, that mystery felt like rejection. And it felt like something that um, it was like a report card to me. Like, oh, I guess yeah. this just means I didn't pray enough. Yeah. Or I guess this just means that I'm just not devoted yes. enough. Yes. Um, now I realize the mystery is like an invitation, an open invitation for me to know his higher ways, his higher thoughts, and for allowing him to reveal to me some of the things that have may may have been hidden in my own self. So it's the way I handle mystery that began to change. That's the tension of we know God, we we have yeah. a knowing of him and a not knowing. Absolutely. What are you doing? Because I can't only imagine maybe was it comfort to you to know you had to have known that he called you to start a church, right? Like actually <laughs> what tell me wait what yes i mean so it was clear to my husband since oh. he was 21 for me i mean i'll be really honest y'all like i i went into ministry and my dreams was to be um a martyr and that's just what i wanted i just wanted to die for jesus i was so in love with him he wow he was just everything to me and i just thought what's the point of building in this world and i just went into all that and then i got married and then <laughs> and we found out that our callings didn't quite correlate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that kind of led me to just being like, okay, well, God, you know, I also want to honor my husband and, you know, not in like the um, unhealthy, toxic way, but in a very, the way that the Bible has called us to honor him. And so, yeah. um, and so what does that look like? And so I just wa- started to walk step-by-step step with the Holy Spirit. My husband was very clear um, on what he had felt called to do. I think when it was time for us to do it, that's when the Lord starts to start to unction to me that, Hey, this is, this is what we're going to start to do now. Okay. So faith that had to have <laughs> when, <laughs> when, wow, there had to be some spicy conversations between oh, yeah. you and your husband during that wilderness time, because you weren't fully convinced, right. Yes. Or questioning. Um, I think that was my own version of the mystery um, yeah. at that time, because I think sometimes yeah. we want God to be so clear. Now, if God was so clear to us about everything that we have to do, then where is the need for faith? There we go. You know, like yeah. where, where does faith come in? Some, sometimes faith is just giving him a chance Amen. and just trusting him with our inability to get it perfect all the time. You know, I think sometimes we want 
perfect conviction before we make any step for Jesus. Um, God convinced me that I'm called to do this, convinced me to do this. Um, when, you know, God doesn't exist to convince us of anything really, you know, I mean, he's going to pursue us, but you know, he's not our slave for our own own conviction. And, uh, sometimes faith is just, Hey, I feel that it's just, um, I feel like this is the direction and I'm going to take a chance on God and I'm going to trust that his grace net will catch me if I fall. And Amen. so that was, that was my leap during 2020. You said you wanted to be a martyr. Were you, from what age were you in love with Jesus? Um, I would say, I mean, I, I write a bit of it, my, my presence journey in the book, but I would say I, my pursuit of God happened since I was five to six years old. Um, wow. yeah. And then I, I became Christian in Mexico at 16 years old. I know it's like a, it's a whole thing. I was born in <laughs> South Korea. Um, I was saved in Mexico. I And then you're ready yeah. to go to the nations and be a martyr oh, and die yeah. anywhere at any time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just felt like, I mean, when you encounter and experience the presence of God, it's, it's like, it's a fulfillment, a peace, um, a healing like none other. Now, did I experience that every day since? Absolutely no, not. Right, right. Absolutely not. And I think that's the mystery. Okay, right? what do you what do you say to someone who hasn't had like you hear about people's encounters with the presence of God that were like right. undeniable, burning yep. bush. Yep. Some people don't have that. They just yes. they know better is one day with him in yes. this place. What do you say to someone with that? Absolutely. And I would say that is your, that is your burning bush, Hmm. right? I can't live my life looking for a burning bush and have that experience be held hostage, you know, um, until God shows it to me. Right. Um, or have my faith be held hostage unless God shows me that one experience that I'm idolizing. Um, but I would say that is your burning bush. Our experiences with the Lord all are unique to us and our friendship with the Lord. You know, um, I've had friends who experience things with God that I can, I'm like, I have never felt that in my life. And before I start getting discouraged about that, I think about the way I relate with my four children. You know, I love them all equally, but it, my relationship with all four is very, very, very unique. Yeah. It's different. Um, yeah. And in that same sense, why would I want a cookie cutter version of God's love? Wow. And for those uh, that are um, downplaying their experience with the Lord, I would encourage them not to honor yeah. it. That's yeah. your unique and beautiful yeah. journey. Some people, some people will kill to just have that kind of confidence that, Hey, yeah. better is one day in his courts and a thousand yeah. elsewhere. Some yeah. people would want, like, that would be the best news for some people. Right. Ooh. And so it's only when we start to compare it that we may feel like we're strangers to God. Yeah. Let's talk about friendship, like yes. being a friend to God. Yes. What does that mean? Yes. I'm, reminded of the people in scripture that are considered to be friends of God, Moses in particular, mm-hmm. where God spoke to him like a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, God spoke to Abraham 
like a friend, friend. right? Um, it is somebody that walks with the Holy Spirit, um, not as a slave, um, but as a child of God, right? Yes. And there's that dichotomy. You're a child. You're the bride of Christ. You are a friend, um, but it's one that has an intimate relationship with the presence and accesses him in every season of life. Tell me your average day friendship with God. What does it look like to walk through your day as a friend of God? Yes. Well, I would say, and this is why I'm not a, I'm not an influencer because <laughs> I can never make those Instagram reels where you're like, this is my morning routine. <laughs> I, I can't because I don't have it. I have, I have four children and two dogs and yeah. I ministry. I, um, I don't have those picture per perfect routines. For me, every day looks different. However, one through line in all of it is yes. I acknowledge him in everything that I do. There it is. Yes. Everything is. that I do. I, I, I I'm acknowledging so him funny. right now. You know, yeah. while I'm talking with you, I'm, yeah. he's with me and I, and yes. I sense him, you know, yeah. um, I acknowledge him before the parent teacher conferences. I acknowledge yes. him while I'm commuting, um, to my next meeting. And so, it's just acknowledging him in everything that I do. Now, do I still take uh, time away to withdraw, to meet him in the secret place? Absolutely. Um, but that is what changes every day. For some, some days, right. it's like three minutes. Some right. days, it's like an hour. You know, it, right. that's something that I can't quite give a, a routine reel for. But yes, um, like I said, the through line is he's with me wherever. And when people ask, how long do you pray per day? I always say, I don't really stop praying. You yeah. know, every moment is a prayer. Yeah. Every moment is a prayer. That's why Paul can say pray without ceasing. Yes. He's not saying we, if we prayed without ceasing, we wouldn't eat. We wouldn't yeah. you know, take care of our, our day to day. It is every day, every Absolutely. breath, every moment I have Yes. I have communion, communion with God. I'm talking yes. with God like a friend. Oh yeah. And once I started practicing that, can I tell you the level of health? Yes. Oh my goodness. Like I yes, used to, right. um, I mean, I'm a workaholic by nature, you know, like right. I, it, it comes natural to me be, to be very co high cortisol driven, um, anxious, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just working my body to Work death. Yes. Um, I don't recommend it. Obviously it wasn't <laughs> like a, it wasn't a great way to live, but somehow this life of being centered with the presence of God, it was like medicine to my bones. Oh, it okay. was medicine to my soul. Now does this yeah. discount the need to go to the doctor, to go to therapist and all that stuff? Absolutely not. However, there's something about being so attuned to the healer, the counselor, the helper, the one that created my very being and therefore knows what my being needs, you know, mm. and it mm. just revolutionized so many things in my day to day. Psalm 1611 in yeah. his presence and friendship with him is fullness of joy, yes. joy and pleasures at his right hand forevermore. That, that's something, Faith, for our community listening right now. This is a sidebar because a lot of them, 
feel like uh, they're fighting physical circumstances, whether it's their health, their finances, relationship with food, with their yeah. friendships, their relationship, right? Because they're externally, uh, this external world that is constantly moving right. feels unstable. Mm -hmm. And then we always talk about that. But yet this here, the internal landscape of me, the internal yes. environment yes. hosts the presence of God. Like Absolutely. God wants to counterpart and commune and hang and hear from me and me hear from him all day long. Yeah. That is the, that that's the through line. That's the mm -hmm. thing. So instead of, you know, people often ask, well, what can I do about my health? You know, sugar and food and, you know, the environment, the food is bad. Like they can, we can get distracted right. about the environment we live in and how we feel like the odds are stacked against us. But the, I, I come back to the way through all of it is if I could do one thing for our community, that's why I love yes. your book so much. Mm. One thing, could you practice the presence? Like just oh, his yeah. presence is with me. So when you said it is medicine, it yes. is, it's fullness. I all of a sudden am not dry, even though I'm in a wilderness. Absolutely. It's the way to thrive regardless of come circumstance. On. You know, what it's the way to thrive when you fail, thrive when people reject you, thrive because mm. he is he is the source of life. And he is living water, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> Better than any electrolyte drink. Right? Come on. <laughs> He's living water. And so yes. um yeah, it was it was by far the most transformational thing that I've ever done. Yeah. It is. Well it's a transformational thing because in order to host that presence it means the holy spirit lives in me abides remains and right. without that um um i'm a dangerous person who are you faith cho without the presence of god who oh, are you goodness <laughs> i know it's a question oh, i feel no. like you... <laughs> well uh, let me tell you this let me tell you this is a true story so my name is faith yuri cho right and uh one of my nicknames and I'm not proud of it, but it's just, it was oh, the I... truth. One of my nicknames when I was younger was Fury. Oh, yeah. You and I would have been, we would have either been best of friends or rumbling on the playground. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was Fury because I just, I was, um, yeah, yeah, I was chaos and I had a temper and I had it like, it was just, you know, I mean, and part of it was just because I was deeply unhappy, to be honest. Mm. Um, I was deeply, deeply unhappy. Um, really struggled with understanding why I was alive, you know, um, and it wasn't until I was connected to the presence of God that I realized, wow, life can be a beautiful thing, heaven on earth. One thing I ask, this is what yeah. I seek, right? Yes. Just to gaze upon that face, face to face with God. And yet the, I think we're living in a time where it's harder or we're, the odds are stacked against us by our environment, the phone, to not be present with the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. It almost feels wise not to be. Right? Mm -hmm. We almost equate our time with God as if it's like a just a wellness thing or yeah. a self-improvement thing Ooh, or inspiration thing. Um Ooh. and you know, and I always say like whenever we whenever you pursue the Lord, don't just end at inspiration. Don't at just don't just end at something quotable 
on a meme, you know, end at transformation, pursue transformation, because that's what the Holy Spirit's there for. Mm -hmm. Um, It's for a complete transformation, not just inspiration. Um, And so, yeah, sometimes it feels like, oh, we we got to do all these things for other people and our time with God, it's just for ourselves. Some of the most world changing things can only happen when we spend time with God. Gosh. And it is your service to the world to spend time with God. Yes. That's tweetable right there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You should be an influencer. Don't be an influencer. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. All right. Last question in closing. Mm. What are you going to say to a listener who just feels like they're holding on by a thread and in the desolate Mm. place with the Lord right now? Yeah. Um, Well, first, I would say that's real. And there's nobody that could tell somebody that what they're experiencing is not hard and not real. Mm -hmm. But in that realness, I would say be real with God. Um, Just be real with him. Like you don't have to wait for um, a better version of you to arise to approach him because he sees all of it anyways Gosh, yeah. you know and just um allow your honesty before his presence be your holy ground mm-hmm. and just just be real with the lord um yeah. he could handle yeah, that good. honesty there's good. grace in that honesty and i think sometimes when we hold this stringent standard of having to sound or be religious to approach god that's when we actually quench that relationship with the lord Oof. Oof. yeah so crazy how yeah. like the, the way to him is so counter to the way we initially think it's yes a whole upside down inside out approach he's Absolutely. so good okay yes. i have one more question what do you love yeah. the most about jesus oh you know what's so funny i started 2020 in january 2020 with this confession to the lord and i struggled with it for about two years which was i remember praying and i saying and i said to the lord you are kind and when everything happened, all the tumult of 2020 and church planting and the loss, I remember <laughs> saying to God, I don't feel like you're kind anymore. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, just being able to recognize what he was doing, I say that he is kind. Mm. And that is my favorite thing about God, that he is absolutely kind. Yeah. yeah. He's way kinder to us than we are to ourselves, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's- and that's yeah. why when we get in the presence, mm-hmm. really get to that presence place, all the walls fall and the things yeah. of the world just grow strange, strangely dim. Absolutely. I love yeah. him so much. I love how you love him, Faith. I can mm. feel it through the Zoom and across the Jersey waters, <laughs> Hudson River right now. So close so far. <laughs> so close so far. I know. Okay. Three rapid fire fun questions we ask a lot of guests okay these are cool. not jesus questions these are just Got fun it. we want to know about faith a um, favorite way to move your body faith walk walking, i love walking i have i have a treadmill in my living room so i could walk and watch movies at the same time do you walk ever and like do emails or zooms or anything like that oh no i get so distracted but, uh, but <laughs> i do love to just walk and just watch stuff like that i i'm yeah. not like a mountain climber like I'm not one of those, but I will walk in my living room. Love it. I love that. I love yeah. it. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, favorite active wear. Ooh, hokas. I love my hokas. You love your hokas. I do. My husband will beg to differ, but I like mine. So I, I'm a cloud, I'm an on cloud monster girl. They're oh, similar kind of a mm-hmm. thing, but mm-hmm. um, I'm loving them. All right. And then finally, 
Coffee, tea, or kombucha? What's your go-to drink? Ooh, coffee. Your coffee. Coffee. Almost a little too much, though. How do you like your coffee? How do you like your coffee? I like, so every morning I have it with hot milk, cinnamon, maple syrup, and collagen and vitamin D drops. Look at you. Yes. (laughs) Just getting it all in in one drink. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right, friends, you are going, if you do not know Faith Cho, you're going to, you now know her. You're going to go to faithyurycho.com for all things uh, Faith Cho. And then you can get the book on Amazon. Yes. Uh, And all the places or books are available. And also um, on on Instagram, Faith Faith Yuri Cho. Faith Yuri Cho. Faith Yuri Cho. Okay. Uh, well, I want you to write another book, okay, so you can come back yes. and we can keep talking because I fall more in love with Jesus just being with you today. It's wonderful. Oh, it's an honor. And thank you so much for having me. This was such a blast. Thanks. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.